fully developed fully developed senses and fully developed body in the case of animals also the senses and body may have been developed but they remain quadruped moving parallel to the earth with a vertebra which is parallel to the earth it cannot stand like like a man the plants while it can stand vertically they cannot move there is no vertical growth for the animal only horizontal growth so every form has its own limitation among all those forms the the mind cannot expand cannot gain the needed growth to fully experience that which is objective with the help of the mind the soul experiences the objective and can gain much understanding the understanding that mind can gain neither the animal nor the bird nor the insect can these limitations of various forms are noticed by puranjana the incarnating soul and he was he went on choosing 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 which form to settle in which form to enter into and settle in and therefore he went around the globe looking to various aspects he found that while some comforts are there in some forms the dangers are many in the sense they there is a there is a risk in being those forms because they continue to be the prey for another form a rat is a prey for the cat the cat is a prey for the dog and there again a dog is a prey for a bigger animal like the animals in the forest even any animal in the forest <laughs> is prone for a danger always there is a life threat all forms have life threat on the planet unlike man the trees have life threat the elephants have life threat the lions have life threat so you see any form there is a threat <coughs> a threat for life So you can't choose to take your form, which is life-threatening. A snake has a life-threat. A sapien has a life-threat. So normally when we wish to settle, settle in a dwelling place, we would like to see that there is enough light, that there is enough air, that there is enough security and there is 
enough ability to have variety and tasty food and enough ability to protect oneself from seasons all these abilities are found to be more in the human form than in other forms as a human form has a better position placement among the created forms the creator the tarna was created varieties of forms and then the souls are allowed to enter into these forms so the scripture says among all these forms puranjana <coughs> the citizen found that the form of the human seem to be most convenient form it has the ability to overcome every danger and experience every possible way the the sense experiencing through the senses and protecting oneself with the help of the mind is has a very high possibility in the human form and he went to examine the human form what are its potentials just like we have before we buy a machine we look for the manual we look for the manual of what potential it has <coughs> what is its longevity what facilities it offers what experience that one can make with the help of this machine in a similar fashion the human machine the machine when the soul presides over that with understanding this machine can deliver so many so much variety of experience so therefore he started examining the human form and the scripture explains how beautiful this human form is so when he entered and examined the form first of all first of all he found nine artifices in the form nine artifices of which seven are in the face itself two are down below nine artifices two artifices enable listening two artifices enable seeing two artifices enable breathing one artifice enables tasting and one side tasting food and water and one side and speaking out on the other side <coughs> there is one artifice it does a, it has a double function there are three sets of double artifices namely the ears there are two the eyes there are two the nose has two nostrils then there are three sets of two artifices but they do a single function if you have observed yourself the eyes together they connect the same function 
the ears they conduct the same function the nose they conduct the same function if you don't if you if one eye is defective defective still you have the ability to see through another eye if one ear is defective we can intelligently try to discern with the help of the other ear if one nostril is blocked because of cold through the other nostril we can breathe isn't it so functional way these six these six artifices represent three pairs and these three pairs each one of them conducts a single function but then there is another artifice which is not pair but it conducts two functions conducts two functions it can taste it can take the matter with it it can also speak out artifice is one function is double in the other case artifice is also but there each pair is aligned with the and therefore it can conduct the same function like that he saw seven artifices that is the first thing he has noticed <coughs> then he has also found many thresholds in the form there are thresholds meaning a threshold is where there is a door there is a threshold to walk step over to enter it meaning the whole form or the house is arranged in a fashion that there are from one function to the other function within the form there are thresholds there is a threshold at the bridge of the nose there is a threshold at the throat <coughs> there is a threshold at the point of gulping there are thresholds at every point and food is taken into the mouth it does not straight away go down into the stomach it goes to this and the shorts and these thresholds are found to be very properly very scientifically arranged that anything that gets in is taken to each chamber in a specified manner and it is allowed to get into the next chamber after due process like we have the mouth then the gutter pipe and then the stomach and then the intestines the large intestines then the anus and the urinary tract everywhere there is a threshold and then there is systematic pumping of the blood by way of like like the river flow with the pulsating principle enabling it to happen in a uniform manner he also see lot of saw lot of lighted nodes illumined paths representing the nerve center and the nerves through which the awareness <coughs> passes by <coughs> like that he 
సోమని డీటెయిల్స్ ఇది పాం ఈ ఆన్సర్ పాం లేకపోతే కమ్స్ మచ్ మోర్ ఆర్డర్ లేండోస్ విండోస్ ఆఫ్ ది హౌస్ నైన్ ఆర్ఫీసెస్ వెరీ వెల్ అరేంజ్ యాజ్ విండోస్ టు ఎనేబుల్ ఎంట్రీ అండ్ ఎగ్జిట్ ఎంట్రీ ఆఫ్ ఎనర్జీస్ అండ్ ఎగ్జిట్ ఆఫ్ ఎనర్జీస్ కెన్ హ్యాపన్ వెన్ దెర్ ఆర్ విండోస్ ఇస్ ఆర్ ది థ్రెష్ హోల్స్ త్రూ విచ్ ది ఎనర్జీ కెన్ మూవ్ ఫ్రీలీ ఇన్ టు ఎవ్రీ పార్ట్ ఆఫ్ ది బాడీ అండ్ దెన్ he also found the seven tissues representing seven varieties of effulgent effulgent diamonds effulgent self effulgent diamonds light these are the seven tissues of the body shining forth <coughs> he also saw the muscles that the human body contains that the muscles are shining forth with the blood color and they, they are compared in this picture to the corals besides the form carries corals in the form of muscles and he also saw pearls in the form of the teeth the teeth are as white as the pearls and shining forth he also found the vertical pole in the which supports the whole system. It supports the whole system, a vertical form that supports the whole system by which he is unable to go up in his awareness and go down in awareness. This vertical form is of great consequence. which in no other form he could find. He could not find this vertical pole. Just like we have a vertical pole before a temple. In that manner, he found a pole which is a great facility to move from one plane of existence to another plane of existence. To move up and down. This is what he has found. <clears throat> he also found the plexus of nerves as the junctions of the city. The plexus of the... There are seven junctions in the city. Each junction enables a movement into different directions. Like that he found nerve plexus. And he also found the rivers. meaning the blood stream system. He, he found playgrounds in the form. Playgrounds. Playgrounds are those where one can indulge and enjoy. Indulge and enjoy. Very varieties of games that one can play in these parts of the body, namely the sexual activity, the intake of food activity, all these rejoicing centers in the body. <clears throat> A 
ultimately he found something else which is the that there is a machine which conducts all these facilities of the form. The form has a, a pivotal point which conducts the whole thing. That is what he saw as the most interesting point. If once you preside over that point, the whole machine can be easily handled to experience everything from the surroundings. So that is what is called the lower mind. The lower mind is seen as the means through which you can function with the help of with the help of this lower mind, you can operate the whole human system. So this is all the explanation relating to the structural part of the man which the man presides over. <coughs> Man is a functional being while there is a structural part in it consisting of five limbs, namely two hands, two legs, speech, and then two lower excretory artifices, and there are five senses, and there is there are five elements in the body. There is enough air, enough akasha, enough air, enough fire, enough water, enough matter. It's very comfortable to live with all these five elements. And he has the ability to experience the sensations with the help of this mind. With the help of this mind. So like that he went on finding, and as he went deep into the farm, he also found the minerals in the body. He realized that the palm contains gold, the palm contains silver, the palm contains copper, it contains iron, it contains lead, it contains bronze, so many all <coughs> minerals that we find in earth are also found in the human form. So it is full of treasures. And then there are so many small, small machines that are assembled together. Assembled together. There is a machine that enables speech, a machine that enables speech, a machine that enables pumping of the blood, a machine that enables digestion of the food, a machine that supplies the needed acids, alkalines to transform the intake and food into energy. And there is a machine by which things are thrown out, by which the, the drainage is so he saw many Good systems relating to water, intake, the inflow of water and outflow of water, inflow of goods into the system and outflow of goods from the system. So there is a good municipality at work, a good municipality at work with water supply and a good drainage system with all goods that are needed. Their supply and their 
the garbage can also be cleared. Like that he found the whole system in an excellent manner. As he moved forward, he also saw <coughs> the, the plantations, the trees, the plants and the creepers, which you can find in the body in terms of your own roots which support the, the teeth. There are roots that support the teeth. If you know when you go to remove your teeth, they look for root canal, isn't it? They, they say we have to do root canal to kill the root so that the, the tooth can be extricated. So he saw such a, in such a detail, being a soul, that vision is there to see through the So he saw them. And he also saw the, that the skin has enough pores and then the hair particles, not only on the head, wherever there is protection needed, wherever there is a need for expulsion of impurities in a greater manner, there there is a greater growth of this, this uh, sprouts like grass and other things representing the hay. And <clears throat> he also saw within the body a facility to expand and contract through the lungs. It enables uh, breathing in air, breathing out air. It not only enables breathing in air and breathing out of air, there is a pressure from within to meet the atmospheric pressure also. There is a pressure within which resists the atmospheric pressure. So there is a pressure that if it takes from the atmosphere and it again expels into atmosphere with the help of the contracting and expanding airs in the body, contracting to, to receive, expanding to expand. That also he found a, a, a machine of air. And then he saw a system by which the air flows in and flows out. So it was very interesting to him to see all this detail. Then he also saw that this whole machine for which the pivot is the mind, on the seat of the mind there is what a beautiful lady he saw. A beautiful lady, very, very, very beautiful. She presides over the body. It is called the nature of the body. Nature of the body. It's the beautiful form. If you relate to it, it enables you to experience the body. That is what is called the buddhi. The buddhi. Human machine is the only machine that has buddhi. Other forms don't have this facility. The facility of buddhi is only in the human form. Only humans are self-conscious. Other forms 
are not self-conscious. They are guided by nature. But humans, in co- with the cooperation of the self-conscious will, gains the needed freedom to function in the nature. The, the birds, the animals, the plants, the minerals, they are all guided by nature. But in the case of human form, there is an additional facility. Mind is also present for animals. But this self-conscious nature, this self-conscious aspect is only present in the human form which is seen in the scripture as a beautiful lady awaiting to receive the incoming soul. The incoming soul. So looking at the lady, the man is attracted, the soul is attracted. The soul gets attracted because of the beauty of the form. Please note that uh, it is only the soul that is drawn towards nature. It is not nature that draws the soul. The nature is eightfold. The eightfold nature is available for you to make an entry into experience. Who decides entry? Not the nature, but the incarnating soul. The soul is attracted by the nature of the form. That's why when we feel someone has attracted me, we say, unless there is something in you, something in you, you don't get attracted. In that book, Bhagavad Gita, in the 18th chapter, or the 15th chapter, the Lord says, nature is neutral, it is the soul. Nature is neutral, it is the soul. It feels the, the attraction because it is unfulfilled. Because it is unfulfilled, to fulfill the unfulfilled path, it gets attracted to one of the aspects of the nature, all, all the aspects of the nature. The eightfold nature by itself does not attract. To make it clear to you, to the biblical story, did the apple attract Eva or Eva attracted herself to the apple? Did apple, apple has nothing in it to attract. It is just there. Any fruit is just there. There can be at the exit door a table set with the chocolates and cakes. Let us say. As you move out, before prayer we have some five ten minutes pause. So to relax and come back and join for the place. If we keep some biscuits, chocolates, cakes, coffee and tea, do they say please come and have them? 
Please come and consume us. Do they say that? <laughs> they are there. Do all of us relate to them? Some relate to them, some do not relate to them. Why some relate to them? Why some do not relate to them? The inner need, the inner urge, the inner unfulfilled state. <coughs> so you are attracted to the cake, you are attracted to the chocolate, you are also attracted to the biscuits. You eat all of them, all varieties. And later complain, ah, these biscuits, you know, like these chocolates, this coffee. Is, is it, the, the problem is, is, is it with them or because? With whom is the problem? Is the pro- was, was the problem with apple or was it the problem with Eva? The normal, all our understanding is topsy-turvy. We are drawn to nature and we complain that nature binds us. Nature has no program to bind us. It has no program. It is your unfulfilled state by which you are drawn to it. And you keep on sticking to it. You stick to it and you say, yeah, this is really a problem to me. Today, another aspect of nature, these mobile smartphones, all of us carry them and we are engaged by them. As you get up from the bed, till you go to bed, it is always very handy thing. It's a handy, like a lady's handbag. The male and the female today hold this. Is it? Holding us, or we are holding. In the, in the entire nature, in the entire nature, there is no such a thing that it attracts. No doubt it is the most beautiful thing. Nature is very beautiful. But it has no program to attract. Why is it made so? Because the unfulfilled souls shall have to fulfill themselves. If you go to a big mall, if you go to a big mall, you have so many things there from pin to bed. What do you do? Whatever you are lacking and whatever you need, you buy it. You don't buy the whole mall, isn't it? And the mall does not insist that you should buy. You can walk through all the floors of the mall and come away without buying anything. The mall has no feeling. Likewise, nature by itself is very impersonal. It's the soul. So now you understand in the in the general parallels of almost all religions, men are attracted to women and then they keep on saying that the women are the source of trouble. 
Is it? How can you say that the woman is the source of trouble? You you ask you ask for it. Is it? Even in matters of love, it is man who is dynamic, positive, and outgoing. The woman is always quiet and waiting. The woman is always quiet and waiting. Generally speaking, there can be exceptions. But normally, what happens? It is the man who makes the steps. Isn't it? He makes the steps. He makes advanced steps, and then he somehow he would like to live with the female. And once he is with the female, then immediately after a few days, he will think how to get out of this female. <laughs> Why such things happen? Lack of knowledge. Lack of lack of knowledge. Enables you to get imprisoned in nature. Get imprisoned. So why these religions say that the women are the source of trouble? Women are the sin pots. Like that, there are women have no entry into kingdom of God. All kinds of nonsense every religion speaks of. Isn't it? Women are only articles of pleasure, sexting service. Who promoted all this all over the globe? It is the men. The ancient scriptures, they don't distinguish between a woman and a man. It's only the modern religions the modern religions that promoted a, a male domination, male chauvinism, and they would like to put off the, the, the softer section of the humanity, the softer section of the humanity. But there are as many women initiates as there are men. If you go to pre-Kali age, there are as many women initiates as there are men. So why I am saying this is, this incarnating soul is attracted to a palm. The palm does not by itself. Each other if, if there is a good showroom here of a very sophisticated car, where the car is displayed, the car does not attract it is something in us which, by which we are attracted to the car. All showrooms are like that. If you go to a showroom, the best things are displayed. There are, there are through the display windows. So it, 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 it doesn't have a personality that I shall not attract Mikhail, I shall only attract Joseph like that. It is there. It is what is in the other, in the incarnating soul, in the soul which is looking for fulfillment. That is what gets drawn to an aspect of nature. 
that should be understanding of this was getting born in so many forms the form did not attract you you found it at the form attracted so why if you ask why am i born the answer is because you willed it why am i born because you willed it why did i buy this ice cream because you willed it why did you buy the chocolate because you willed it the chocolate did not demand it's available it's available anything available depending upon your unfulfilled state you get attracted to it there are people who get attracted to everything just like kids is it there are kids who get attracted to everything anything they see in the mall or marketplace mama i want this papa i want this then the papa and mama says no 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 not now tomorrow like that the souls are drawn to the forms the souls are drawn to the form as long as they are unfulfilled that's it you understand we are drawn to so many things in life we are drawn to other forms we are drawn to places we are form we are drawn to things if someone says angels fall in venezuela he is the long tallest fall we have we feel we should go and see it is it the tallest mountain is everest then we have to go and see nile river is very sacred we have to go and see it. by listening you are drawn by seeing you are drawn by smell you are drawn incense in mysore is very fragrant because it is sandal wood incense so if you go to mysore or bangalore you have to buy sandal if you go to switzerland or belgium you have to buy chakri If we go to Spain, we have to buy archata and drink it like that. So like that, there are famous place things. Famous in this sense, many people are many people are drawn to it, isn't it? So that's why all souls mostly they would like to be in human form. Why it gives a, an optimum? opportunity to fulfill so how to fulfill is the question to gain is one thing to relate to it another if you don't know how to relate to the body which is so beautiful which has so many facilities and it is it has such an attraction 
and it also enables you to function with self consciousness <coughs> So is it not very beautiful? So naturally any man with common sense would prefer it, no? So this Puranjana, the incarnating soul, found this is the best form to enter. This is the best form to enter. And around this lady, which is seated on mind, the self-consciousness, there is a serpent with five hoods. Serpent. With a serpent. It's a serpent with five hoods. And the serpent hoods, they are regularly hissing. They are regularly hissing. So the man reached that point and he was drawn to the beauty of the form with its uh, buddhi and mind and other facilities. But then there is a serpent. Then the soul saw the serpent with the five foot and he saw the form. It is explained in the scripture as a lady. This beautiful form which is attractive is symbolically treated as lady. So he dialogues with the form. He dialogues with the form. <coughs> he sees the, this five-footed serpent around the lady, um, namely the body, and it is associated with it. The lady and the serpent, they are associated. So the serpent moves wherever the lady moves. And he also saw that the lady has eleven assistants. Eleven assistants. Lady assistants. Just like a princess, when she moves around in a garden, there are some colleagues who serve the princess, no? Like that wherever he, she moves, the eleven assistants are moving and all are guarded by the five-footed serpent. It's like a good movie, you know, that a man goes into a garden, like Eden garden. He finds such a lady. He would like to approach the lady, but there is a five-footed serpent. And then there are level assistants. So you cannot straight away go and meet the lady, isn't it? Such a situation prevailed. <coughs> Who are the eleven assistants? The eleven assistants are the eleven, the mind, the five sense organs, and the five organs of action. Those are the eleven ladies. And the five-footed serpent is no other than the five-fold prana. Prana, apana, samana, vudana, vyana. There are five pulsations. Five varieties of prana, which I have been speaking. You should master them. If 
unless you master these five pranas, you cannot move into, you cannot move out. You cannot move into, you cannot move out. That's where pranayama is the most important step in the eightfold path of yoga, where you regulate these pranas and find the exit from the from any of the seven orifices orifices of the of the head. Otherwise, you may have to exit through the through infernal gates. If a, if a soul enters into a human form and does not perform as he should, then what happens is he enters through the internal orifices, through defecating threshold or urinating threshold. If you perform well, you, you, def, you exit either from the mouth in that case, blood comes out of the mouth. Or from the nostrils, in that case, blood comes out of the nostrils. Or from the ears. Or from the eyes. If you are perfect master, you exit from the top of the head. That's how the exits happen. Exit through the face, where seven orifices are there, is considered to be a noble exit. Exit through the lower orifices is seen as an inferior exit, means you have horribly failed. You have failed so very miserably that you haven't scored any significant marks. That's how it is. So this fivefold serpent is always around the form. It is not fivefold if you are not in the form. The soul has only pulsating principles. Single. Single. But as it enters into the form, it develops five-fold pulsation. Inhalation, exhalation, thrust from within to outside, thrust from outside to within, and then an all-permeating pulsation. For details you can see in white magic, just a, it occupies not even a page. Prana, Abhana, Samana, Udana, Vyana. Only for the sake of newcomers I am saying this. I have been speaking of these five pulsations from long, long, long time. That is the entry point, that is the exit point. Conscious, we, do, we don't consciously enter. We are helped by our friend Mitra. I spoke to you in the morning about Mitra who is always around us. Isn't it? It is by his knowledge we gain entry into the form. And it is by his knowledge we will be able to exit from this form. His qualities are very noble. The quality of the master in you. We already forgot in the afternoon. No? Morning we spoke of him. And he is an eternal associate. 
But as we come to the afternoon class, we forget him. We think we only have come to the It is such a secret, you know. That's why it is called the Raya secret. <laughs> it is called Raya secret because even if you are informed a thousand times, you and I forget about it. Can there be a secret bigger than such a secret that thousand times you are informed but you are prone to forget? It again becomes hidden in you. It is the master, the upper part of number eight which I explained in the morning, that upper part. It helps you to enter. If you remember him throughout, he can help you to exit. This form which we have chosen to be, its entry is by His grace. Our entry into it is by His grace. The will is ours. The will to enter into human form belongs to the soul because the Master has no proposal. Because you want, because the soul wants, Right. Enter into it. He helps you to enter. Like that through the principle of prana, fivefold prana, we make entry into the form. Once you make entry into the, what we call the serpent here in the story, through the mouth of the serpent, you don't know how to come out of the serpent. How to come out of it? So you have to make sure before you enter. If she can come out, can you come out? Puranjana also asked, it's such a sophisticated, complicated form. How do I enter? He asked his friend, Mitra. He said, I will help you to enter. I will help you to enter. Then how do I come out? If you remember me, you can come. If you remember me, you come out. By my cooperation, you enter. You can enter. By my cooperation, you can exist. But it is up to you to remember me. It is, up to, it is up to you to remember me. I am with you. But on my own I don't. On my own I don't. I don't initiate anything. If you ask, I will help if you. If you recollect me and seek from me, I will help you. If you don't, it's up to you. Because I believe being your good friend, I believe in your free will. You move with this form with a free will. If you want, I am there. 
So what happens is when we have such a facility, normally after some time when we are accustomed to the comforts of the body, of the senses, of the mind and of the buddhi, we in our recollection, the friend who never fails, he is forgotten. When we are in sickness, we are when we are in serious sickness, we are afraid of sickness, we are afraid of death, but we don't recollect it. Yes, he promised that whenever you wish, I can help you to come out. So the story goes on. So he talks. He, he saw the beauty of the free will that this form offers. So to whom does this this buddhi belong? To nature. Please remember, buddhi belongs to nature. And you, when you enter into it, you get localized. When you enter into the form, you are localized. If, we, if you enter into Vishavatnam, you are localized in Vishavatnam. If you enter into this building, you are localized for the time being in this. But you should know how to exit. If you live right from the birth here, you think you belong to Vishavatnam. Vishavatnam has no belonging for anyone. People who are accustomed to Barcelona, they think they belong to Barcelona. But to Barcelona, you are nobody. For Madrid, you are nobody. For Lisbon, you are nobody. Any resident of any city, he thinks he belongs to it. But from the other side, if you live a city like Paris, having lived for fifty years, does Paris weep for you? You always stay under one tree for meditation. After some time you shift to another tree. Will the tree feel for you? To whom do the feelings belong? Not to nature, to you. Problem is with us. There is no problem with nature. There is no problem with the divine. The problem is for the one who relates to nature. So when we are, when we do not know how to relate with this, with this form into objectivity, we start blaming the body. We start blaming the form. We start blaming this lady. The human form is referred to in the scripture as a beautiful lady, most potential lady, most beautiful, most potential, most capable. It can offer a lot of experience. It can offer a lot of fulfillment. So many things it can offer. Therefore, he decided to get it. And he saw so many things as I have been explaining. 
with the help of the scripture. Therefore, he went on finding more and more detail about the human form and felt that he is convinced. And then he sought permission to enter. He sought permission to enter. And he introduces himself. He introduces himself that he is a man of virtues. Just like a man introduces a man introduces himself to a lady with informing the best side of him. He always shows the best side, you know. But there is the other side also. In the in these games of love that happen in the youthful days, everyone tries to show their best side. But when they come together, the other side reveals itself. And then there is disillusionment. <laughs> so also here he informed about him he has done lot of good acts. He has done lot of good acts. Unless we have evolved enough, we are not eligible for a human form. There is what is called eligibility for gaining this form. So the incarnating soul said, I did lot of acts of goodwill. I am confident that I can take care of you. I am confident that I can take care of you. If you allow me to enter into, I can preside over you and experience everything without causing, without causing much trouble to you. Meaning, not destroying the body, loss of sight, loss of hearing, loss of teeth, loss of digestive system, loss of reflow of blood streams, loss of awareness, all this is what we contribute to the body. That's why the body kicks us out. There are two ways of departing from this body. That you consciously depart or you are kicked out. When body kicks you out, it is called death. If you depart from the body, the body is respectful to you. Just like when you are on the horse, if you treat the horse well in your journey, when you are riding the horse, in your, for your journey, if the horse feels comfortable with you, it allows you to dismount the horse. Otherwise, halfway through, it will kick you out. Because we haven't treated it well. Does it not happen to humans? We have a journey of eighty, eighty-four years. Eighty to eighty-four years journey. Half the way, if the body, if one collapses, it means the body kicked you out. We are in the flight, say from Europe to India, it's an eight-hour flight. Half the way if you are dropped from the flight, 
Arifir in the train, half the way you are dropped from the vehicle, you have to find another vehicle. So there are, the, the body should not reject you. The body accepted you because you said you will take care of it. We don't know that we, we, we are the forgetful ones, we forget all our promises. We only remember our privileges. We forget the commitments we have made, but we only remember the privileges and start working by the privileges, not by the commitments. That's why we are thrown out. So here the one says, I am very knowledgeable, I have done acts of goodwill, I know how to relate with you, will you please accept me like that? The soul is seeking the lady representing the human body. Buddhi, manas, senses and body, they all belong to the body according to scriptures. Because buddhi is also part of the nature. And you are also, you also become part of the nature when you enter into it. Because then you get localized. What we call egoism. Egoism exists with the soul when it enters into the form. Because it is localized. Before entry into the form, there is no localization for this soul. So localized consciousness and the, the self-discriminative nature, the mind, the, sen- the five senses, they all belong to nature according to the scriptures. You are just a a guest that entered into this house of eight whole nature. The soul is the ninth one, coming from the tenth one. The divine is called the tenth one. Ten is perfect number, divine number. We are descendants of it as number nine. We enter the moment we enter into the human form, we are localized consciousness. We gain a different identity. So we have we have stepped down to be a number eight. Number eight. Then we have buddhi as number seven, mind as number six, and then there are five senses to relate to the five elements into objectivity. Five senses, mind, buddhi, localized consciousness, these are the eight gradations of nature as long as you are in this form. But you are the entrant. You are the entrant, the ninth one. From where did you enter? From the tenth one. From tenth one you enter into, you descend as ninth one. Enter into eightfold form. Eightfold form. So therefore the lady cautions. The lady cautions. 
many have we earlier come have come they also promised like you but they did not do that they are not new to me this human form is telling the soul the human form is telling the soul i have seen a lot like you when you approach me when you approach me you say everyone said the same thing <laughs> just like we say i love you and then i do this for you i do that for you and so many things and later nothing is fulfilled now so like that the form is speaking see the beauty of the the scriptures vedavyasa he personified the human form and the human form is speaking to the incarnating soul he says i have seen many like you then the salvation is the point that's why there is a saying in the books it's not easy for a man to satisfy a woman it's not easy for a man to satisfy a woman that does it mean that women are bad no the men are not able to satisfy <laughs> the man is incapable of satisfying the nature that's why he is, he comes every time to the nature i will try again i will try again i will try again i will try again like this the soul has comes back again and again and again and again until he is able to really master to function in the human form see how how many dimensions are every time he says i am very capable i can do this i can do that and so on and so on but ultimately he fails the body and consequently the body also fails here the body is represented by lady the incarnating soul is represented by the man that's all he said in this story it applies to all of us we are all souls and we have entered into the body and we do not know how to exit from this body consciously is it not can we not can we consciously move out of this body so the lady said many times i i had the same dialogues many times i had the same dialogues but every time it's a disappointment said to you and to me to you and to me so the lady went on saying like that <clears throat> the lady the man pleads like in every love story in, in this story also the incarnating soul pleads that let me be given a human form so ultimately he gains the form 
ultimately the five hooded serpent opens the door and the man enters into it and the serpent closes the door from the other side. When we have entered into body, did we know at the point of entry, at that at the time of entry how we entered? Even today we don't know, isn't it? We are locked inside. We are locked inside. When we are locked inside the form, what is our first fundamental and foremost duty? To see how we can get out of it. We should always ensure an exit door. Then function with it. If you get in the, an automobile, today we have automobiles, they have an auto lock, auto lock, they lock themselves. Isn't it? If you don't know how to come out of the vehicle, see, even before you enter, you should know how do I come out when I enter. How do I come out when I enter? You should you not know? Or having entered, should should not your preoccupation be to know how to get out of this when needed? When needed, we should know how to get out of it. What is the exit door? Like this prayer hub. The entry door is only the exit door. There is no other exit door in this room. No doubt there are many windows. If you jump out of it, you will break something. <laughs> you have to break open and jump out. That is a damage to you and to the building. There is only one exit door, which also serves as the entry door. That's how temples are. In temple, the entry door is only the exit door. In modern times, you, you keep many doors to exit from the temple or church. It is an account of lack of knowledge. Because this, the, the temple that we build outside is a replica of human form. The temple that we build outside is but a replica of human form. The way you enter, it is the same way through which you exit. Just like the air enters through the nostrils and comes back through the nostrils. The lot of prana, the lot of prana is air. It enters and exits from the same point. Isn't it? So also we should know, at least after entry, into the human form, how to exit from this human form. That should be the first lesson to be taught. Not physics, chemistry, mathematics, languages, social sciences, arts, paintings, teaching, all kinds of things we learn 
చూడరీ వాట్షుడ్ బి ది ఫస్ట్ అండ్ ఫండమెంటల్ లెసన్ టు బిల్ ఇన్ ఏషియన్ టైమ్స్ దట్ మీన్స్ ఇన్ టైమ్స్ ఆఫ్ త్రేత యుగ కృత యుగ నో సోల్ ట్రై టు లర్న్ అదర్ థింగ్స్ బిఫోర్ లర్నింగ్ దిస్ వాట్ ఈస్ మోస్ట్ ఇంపార్టెంట్ ఈజ్ యూ షుడ్ బి ఏబుల్ టు ఎగ్జిట్ ఇన్ టు దట్ విచ్ యూ ఎంటర్ today we are, we only know how to enter into things we do not know how to exit from them we enter into body we cannot exit from it we enter into a family system we cannot exit from it we enter into professions vocations employments we cannot come out of them we enter into habits of eating speaking we cannot come out of them we cannot come out of our eating habits we keep on entering further and further and further also speaking habits we entered into we entered into the habit of speaking but we do not know how to come out of it what kind of humans we are what kind of souls we are how can we fulfill when we only know how to get imprisoned <laughs> and how not to get released from the prison it is an eternal happening with the humans with the souls that's why this is an eternal story this puranjana episode is an eternal story he found it beautiful so he he moved earth and heaven and was sought entry and he got entry but before he got entry into it he is consulted his friend he consulted his friend mitra the master in him because he had not yet entered the master said your choice is wonderful i have no reservations about i have nothing to comment the choice is perfect but pero but the farm is so very potential it offers so many possibilities it gives you so much experience that you tend to forget you tend to forget me you tend to forget me i only have one advice for you because you have asked me when you are in trouble think of me when you are in trouble think of me. i continue to be with you but it is up to you if you look to me i indicate the ways by which we can come out of it if you don't it is not in my nature that i am overactive i'm my own i don't do anything so take this caution happily enter 
and fulfill yourself. That's how he, the master tells him. So therefore he enters into the palm. As he enters into the palm, he gets busy, he gets busy with the senses, he gets busy with the mind. He thinks he is intelligent and he uses, he uses the buddhi in varieties of ways and he gets more and more and more localized. More and more. So all that which he is seeking, behind him there is a conditioning that is happening. So that's how in graded ways, in, in graded ways, the the incarnating soul gets more and more conditioned due to his localized con- consciousness, which, te- which tends to be highly individualistic. Highly individualistic. Full of egoism. That's how it happens. We continue tomorrow morning. Have a breakfast, five minutes, ease out, come back. <laughs> I should have stopped maybe another three, four minutes before. Take your own time, I wait for you. I'll also go back and come back. And then we have our prayer. Thank you.